0: Welcome to Tartan Talk with USA Kilts, our interview series where we chat with interesting people in the Celtic heritage scene. Industry insiders, artists, influencers, you name it. Come with us as we highlight unique perspectives and inside stories. So sit back, grab your beverage of choice, and enjoy the conversation. All right, Bill, Simon, very good to have you here. Thank you very much for having us here. Thank you. um, Now, I know that, you know, both of you have had a very, very long industry, you know, <laughs> cumulative and not, um, in the textile industry. Simon, you, uh, you recently uh, bought McNaughton's, which is the umbrella company that owns the Isle Mill as well as House of Edgar. Yeah. Um, give me a bit about your background in the industry. I had uh, 11 years working for Russell Corporation, so a good American company in their, in their European
1: head offices. And then eight years running a company called Johnson's of Elgin, so another Scottish weaving mill but specialized in, in cashmere. Um, and then two months ago, as you say, my wife and I uh, bought in to become the, the second family to,
0: to own McNaughton's in its 240-year history. So, you know, quite an honor. Nice. I, I, it's an interesting way to to phrase that. I like the way you phrase that. It, it's It's not, you know, it's no longer part of this family. It's just you're the second family to own it. It's yeah. not like some. It's not your some big corporate conglomerate that's going to you know buy out the mill and take it the personality out of it. No, we're no. just the next personality in the succession.
1: Yeah, and you, you don't you don't you, you look after a company like that. You know, it's, it's it's a heritage that you you nurture for the next generation. So uh, it's that kind of organization. It, it's it is a family company. It is very much. Yeah. And actually, even if I didn't regard it as a family business for my family, it would still be a family company because it's a family inside the company. You know.
0: So give me a bit about the history. Uh, you've been there obviously longer than uh, Simon has. Give me a bit about the history about uh, McNaughton's and about House of Egger.
2: McNaughton's was um, uh, originally started in 1783, um, and um, the uh, Alexander McNaughton was a, a, a farmer, and he basically started spinning his own wool. Uh, actually, his and his neighbours' wool, um, uh, uh, and. Um, uh, at that time, and um, that they moved. They, they, they were doing that um, initially, and then uh, over a period of time, his sons took over that same role. Uh, um, and basically, after that, they moved into uh, out the valley to Pitlochry, basically, and they started um, the retail outlet there, which is well known as McNaughton's of Pitlochry. The company's got a long, long heritage in textiles. The House of Edgar Party, it basically was purchased in 1965. It was an Edinburgh company who's, um, who had 24 tartans at the time. We've now got a 1,000. Yeah, so we've, we've, twe- we've We've tweaked yeah. that a little Tweet bit. tweaked the range. Um, but that was just a, a, an addition that was bought by uh, Blair's, old, um, what we'd say, young Blair, by his father, B.C., Blair Charles, uh, at that time.
0: Now, one of the things that uh, I know in, in my time, you know, starting my business in the early 2000s, um, one of the things that you guys changed over was you were the first mill to do a high-speed single-width loom, correct? It's,
2: what we did was we used to have, um, a, 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 when I joined the company, uh, we had 16 uh, Dob Cross looms, which were the old shuttle looms, which yeah. you, you had to have a shuttle loom to do a traditional kilting salvage. Um, Unfortunately, the newest one—not the oldest, but the newest one—we had was 1967. So you spring can spring <laughs> chicken, spring it's chicken. Fine. So it was basically the problem we faced was spare parts. I mean, these things were cast. Yeah. You know, it was a cast loom, uh, and you just couldn't get spare parts. So uh, the production requirement was growing, but every time the machine broke, you were st- you had to cannibalize something else. So you went yep. from 16 to 15 to 14, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It was a downward spiral where the, fab the, the requirement was an upward spiral, so uh, an upward uh, trajectory, as you'd say. Um, so we had a problem there. So we um, spoke with a, a textile engineer in Yorkshire, um, and he, we, we bought one loom, one single loom initially, and it took two years just to get that to a point where we could put on a traditional... It's, so it's a rapier loom this time, uh, and it puts on a single... Kelton selvage on one side with a small uh, fringe on the other, uh, which gets cut off anyway for the waistbands, etc. Um, but we developed that with him, and um, we've got eight of these looms now, um, which replace the dob cross. Basically, you're quite correct in the speed; they do go faster, approximately twice as fast. But the dob cross were weaving at 140 wide; these yeah. only weave at 80. So you don't get double the production; you only get a percentage of that. You know, and uh, um, so. Um, we're the we're the only ones doing that now, we, we're the only one. I think one other company has one loom, right. but uh, but don't, I don't think they actually use it to the same extent.
0: And did say? you develop, you developed it we with him? We developed it with him, yeah. And we, I mean, is he we, now allowing other companies? Is no, we had, it we
2: it had Well, we had exclusivity for a period on that, and that's right. how this other company managed to get one loom. But uh, as I say, they don't utilize it the same. Um, but uh, no, we developed that. We were up and down to Huddersfield um, frequently. Uh, to, because you thought you had one part right <laughs> and, it oh, knocked yeah, yeah, yeah. and it knocked something else so you know uh, you're going down and you're seeing something and you're sort of thinking great we're there we're there we're there and then suddenly something else, something else and you yep. think, but we can't have that and, oh my god so uh, but you know phenomenal piece of engineering uh, and the thing is with these looms is it's n- there was no real point in him trying to develop that for the market because how many textile companies make tartan that need a, t- a kelting selvage? Yep. There's very few, so the market is small. And uh, and we have we purchased the looms, of course, and they had to be transformed and everything as well. The other thing with that, of course, is it actually made the weaving shed a bit safer, because when when you had the shuttle looms, when you walked through there, they used to fly off the loom yep. and just take your head off. Mm-hmm. So you had to be sort of dodging. It was quite good if you you know, <laughs> if if, if if he played rugby or something, you could sort of jink around the place and work it out a bit. But the the, the ray pair loom did away with all that. It was far more modern, uh, you know, and, and you know you didn't have to break down the purls and all, everything to put in the the the, the, the shuttle. Um, so we progressed using that method, and 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 we're using that, and and really the only ones using that method. Yeah,
0: it's an interesting thing. A lot of people don't think about mm-hmm. is kilts are really the only the only garment I know of that need a you know they they go straight <laughs> so through yeah, to the bottom yeah. where the majority of. Uh, Industries have you know some kind of fancy writing or the you know yeah. leno salvage yeah, like the little right. fringy bits at the bottom um, Was there you know in your time at, at other mills was there any uh, was there any other Garment or any other company that would buy and want something traditional salvage
1: I've never come across it other than for a highland wear and of course if you've got those those looms set up for highland wear That's all they're gonna run so you you are dedicating yourself to you know making Tartan fabric
2: Right I mean Previously, when we wove double whip cloth, because it it, it was creating a kilt and selvage, but actually it cre- for every single colour, it created a loop. Yep. So you can imagine, say, a 60 metre piece, and every change where the the, 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 the check or the stripe came in, there was a loop, small oh loop. A carry. Plot, yeah, a yeah, carry. Cut, yeah. yeah. A, it was a, a, a turn back on both sides, and someone the the the, the um, darners had to literally take a pair of scissors and cut these off all the way up 60 meters each one side 60 meters other side so basically it was so time consuming as well so this okay you're not getting the double speed in the loom but you're actually saving a lot of time elsewhere as well yeah Yeah. which was which was a critical part and with the dob cross um it was the, the tensions were never exact so you sometimes got a bit of scalloping in the, loo- in the, in the, in the selvage. So basically...
0: A bacon you, edge, you, where it kind of uh, yeah, wavy like Yeah, you'd that, have yeah. a
2: sort of small waving, maybe. But with the, the, the shuttle, the, the um, rapier loom, you don't have that. It's a perfect edge. I mean, yeah. it's is, as it is, it is perfect as perfect can be.
0: While we're on the subject of the loom and the, the fabric, um, I want to hear you explain the little tiny zigzag line of holes that you can sometimes see on the bottom edge of the cloth.
2: That, that happens in the finishing process. So basically, once you've got your fabric woven, you, you have a greasy piece of fabric, basically.
0: So, so in uh, the grease, meaning it hasn't the, been washed, the, the, the lanolin's still in washed, it. And
2: the yeah. lanolin and everything's still there. So basically, that goes down to get a wash. That's the first process. So you, you, so then, once you've washed it, you have to dry it, of course. So what they're, they're dried on a tenter. And basically, the tenter is a machine. And it, it holds the, the fabric on by hooks. So it's got little banks of pins, sort of three inches long, uh, and they're just just in the the one, 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 offset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And basically, the fabric gets fed onto that and then goes through um, the, the, the machine, which dries the fabric, basically. It keeps it under tension, but what it also does is it straightens up the fabric. Because of the tension, it's like a piece of string. You pull a piece of string, it goes straight. So when it goes through, you can pull it tight, and it'll straighten it up, and you can actually move... Um, the each arm to make sure that you're getting it dead on so it comes off the back of the machine you're starting off with a nice dry clean piece of fabric for the rest of the finishing process but the holes don't always fill in right away they will over a period but, but the, the, it's it's something that's just part of the process and it's just unavoidable
0: yeah and it's it is much more noticeable on kilts yes it is. as opposed to any under any yeah. other industry yeah well, well the curtain selvage the
2: especially because mm-hmm. it's on, on most fabrics you'll find it, it could be a tuck in or something like that which is double the width or, or double the thickness. That sounds a lot but it's not a lot but it's enough for that top bit to cover up you know, or the bottom mm-hmm. bit to cover up either way. Right. Whether, if you've got a, So it's two pieces of fabric but if you've got one piece it's far more apparent. Uh, so that's the reason for it, and it's just unavoidable. It's part
0: of the finishing yeah. process, and it's not something that's going to come unravelled or get worse over time if anything kind of relaxes. It will fill in, fill yeah. in. Uh, the,
2: the holes. Will, it's, what, you, what it's done is just moved the thread slightly where that, where that needles went through the pin. Uh, it's just opened the thread up slightly. It's not damaged it. It's just opened it slightly, and that they will go back over a period of time. Yep. So it, it's it's not a, it's not a flaw or anything like that. It's just part of the
0: process. So of all the tartans that House of Edgar has woven? So Simon, this one's going to be a little bit more, Bill. It's sort of a nerdy old-timey question. Of all the tartans that House of Edgar's woven during your tenure there, um, what is the one that surprised you? Either you thought it was going to be a home run and it really didn't go anywhere or you thought like, eh, it's okay but you just can't keep it in stock?
2: Yeah, that's a very good question. We have a lot like that actually. Which? (laughs) <laughs> well, I, no. I mean, you, you, tartan's a very individual thing. I mean, you, you, you take the clan individu- uh, uh, association yeah, out yeah. of it, if you like. You take that out. It's like any fabric. You you like that fabric or you don't like that fabric. You know. Um, uh, I mean, my own personal tartan, uh, uh, and my family come from Ireland originally, but my Scottish tartan is the uh, McDonald of the Isles, and it's, sure. it's I think it's horrible. You know, so I, I, don't, I don't have a kilt in that, but I have two, two Irish kilts and I have a, have a fun kilt with a lion rampant and things on it and things like that. But no, I mean, I don't have anything that's really... The interesting one was um, the, 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 the gun, which went completely wrong, <laughs> but actually uh, it was renamed as the Flowery Scotland, which, yeah. which we've talked about. Um, and, uh, well, that
0: just went... So listen. what happened with that? Tell me about uh, the origin of the the,
2: the... the origin was basically they were, they were doing a gun, a gun variation on a, on a, on a kilt and uh, we're not sure if it was... Nobody put their hand up initially, of course, when it goes wrong. <laughs> 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 um, um, but it was either the design or up at the mill where they got the, 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 the set up on the loom and things, like, and things like that. Um, um, but it came back and we had done a couple of bolts and uh, everybody thought, it's quite nice, actually.
0: So, so it was supposed to be clan gun ancient, correct. Yes. but somebody and cocked and up and the and colours. Somebody
2: got screwed up somewhere along the line, as I say. Uh, no, culp- no culprits, we've still identify, but, uh, um, but we liked it. And we thought, OK, well, look, look, we've got it. What do you do with it now? OK, so let's name it something. So what have got to name it? So somebody threw up a silly, if you like. Why don't we call it Flower of Scotland? Well, you can't, because the chorus own the rights to that the song, the, the Scottish National Anthem, et cetera, et cetera. Why don't we contact the Corrie's and see what they think. We have, you have the, the, the song, we can associate a tartan with that. It's obviously very Scottish, the whole thing. Uh, and actually they came back and were thrilled with the idea. So we actually went with that, and the whole thing went crazy. It just went,
0: phew, so
2: nice. it was it was bananas. Um, we've also had failures, but you know, but uh, you don't know that because it's such a, a, a personal taste thing as i say you, you, unless you're really really um looking for a clan tartan that you can trace back etc etc you can wear any tartan. you know uh, you know uh, uh, nobody's got to come up to you and say you're not a mcdonald of the isles tartan person are you you know because it's not as if you've got it tattooed in your forehead or something you know eh, so some uh, well some <laughs> may yes uh, yeah, yeah well, we have a couple um but you know so, yeah, it's an interesting question, but I don't really have an answer to say I hated that because it didn't work. Um,
0: Commonwealth Game Star. <laughs> well, wasn't I wasn't going to mention that. But we,
2: we didn't, do, well, we did the Commonwealth Game <coughs> I know Star. you didn't choose we the didn't colors. We didn't choose the colors. And I have to be careful because I, well, yeah, we... The first one actually was the 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 brown the one. design? the Bruscoli kind of brown design. Yeah, yeah. And they they brought the lady, the designer, up to, to see us, uh, and she had she had knitted some of this in her house. Knitted, yeah, d- Just mm. just just as an just example of this this is Got what it. we thought it, you know it should look like it was like you know, uh, and um, basically I just said well, I wouldn't wear that, which. Uh-uh. Yeah. So, um, which is what? What do you mean you wouldn't? Mean? I said, I'm not. Look, it, it, it's it's just a personal thing. I says I think it's a bit feminine for the for <laughs> the guys. Um, it, it's 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 just a personal thing. If the uh, Commonwealth Games Scotland think that that's what they want to go with, that's fine. I mean, we had offered to do the designs and all the rest of it, and, yeah. and, and offer a a plethora of designs they could have chosen from and tweaked. But uh, anyway, it went with that. And then we had the green one. Yes.
0: So, yes. I know you had that green one for quite a while. <laughs> I remember <laughs> you offering me, like, yeah. hey, want to buy 150 Tams? Again, yeah.
2: Again, yeah Give you a deal. We we over, uh, They might still be available, by the way. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, we've sold them actually. Yeah. Just recently. Just recently. But that, it was, uh, um, again, it wasn't ours. We, there was an overestimate on how it would go. It was the Glasgow games. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, home country t- they were putting up the huge huge marquee uh, in George Square um, selling all these products uh, they, they so all that we had scarfs, we had throws, we had uh, tams, we had caps, we had ties I mean you name it we had we had the lot um, and but they were sold not by us they were sold through yeah, a third, through third, third party. party yeah and um, but um, and they never knew how much they would sell uh, realistically, because nobody does. Um, but uh, the, uh, there was an overestimation that uh, what would sell and what wouldn't, and we ended up with some for a, a, f- a few months after that, shall we say? Yeah, months.
1: That, that <laughs> yeah, months. It's <laughs> kind of unusual, though, isn't it? Because you know, for every tartan, there's somebody who'll love it. You, you know, there's. Yeah. So okay, you know, there we overestimated demand, but there will be people who are still wearing that time and still loving it. You know, it's a very, it is, I should say, it's such an individual yeah. thing. It
0: is. it is and it's not. The, what well, I would say is this, the, you still have to start with a, it's, with a good design. You could have the best idea, you could have the best uh, concept yeah. for a designer, the best, you know, the, you know, your heart's in the right place, but if the design itself yeah. is yeah. or suspect.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was an interesting thing um, which might surprise you or may not surprise you. It was really green in Glasgow.
0: Mm-hmm. It was it bright green, bright yellow, bright red? But you yeah. have
2: two football teams in Glasgow.
0: Yep, the Rangers and one, the Celtic. And
2: yeah. one plays in green, one plays in and the other plays in blue. So there was a debate when we went to speak to the designers and the guys who were doing all this. This may only sell in one half of Glasgow, hmm. and that would have been the case to some so extent. Much, yeah. I'm not sure he should put this in, actually. <laughs> I could be hunted down. <laughs> uh,
0: but no, but it's, it's an interesting real-world example of how something so minor, you have to think about yes. the thing in the context. You had
2: to boil it down. I mean, if if, these, if that tartan had been at a Games in Toronto, uh, that that question would never have come up. Yeah. It was because the, of the location that that was mm. the situation. Now, if it had been in Edinburgh, it probably wouldn't have come up. But you couldn't have put that in a worse place for that question to come up. Shall we see? That makes sense. So it was an interesting. It was an interesting little thing that. You, so a lot of thought went into these things, but um, and it's the things that are sort of off-piste that you really have to get in your mind because you, the obvious stuff comes to you anyway. It's the things that are just not quite. It's so a little obvious. Tangents. Yeah, and you yeah. think, well, well, hang on a minute. Yeah, a bit think. What about that? Well, that, and these guys were. Oh, well, we didn't think about that. No, the company it was running, it was from London, so yeah, yeah. They were they were, uh, funding the the purchases and all that kind of thing. So it was an interesting concept. But yeah, that was, that was a couple of tartans that. But they were never for, really for public consumption as we would see it. They, were, once the games was finished, these tartans were finished. So it's not like it's a, it wasn't a stock tartan that you would put in there. And you would think this has got longevity for the next 40 years No, nah, it
0: was a flash yeah. in the pan it, it, meant for to it, celebrate yeah, it event. was a
2: build-up from the launch of the, the games you know it's coming up and they got them in the shops and, and and things beforehand but as soon as the games closed phew, nobody's ever got to buy that you know they bought it because you had a lot of tourists in town and that and <laughs> this is official tartan, you know yeah exactly but the tourists and that had come you know um from all over the commonwealth and things to you know follow the the, the, the competitors that had come from their countries and things, they would buy that as a memento, take it back as a gift, a scarf for Tom or whatever it is, a cup. Um, but when these people left, so the people in Glasgow were they were not going to buy a, a Commonwealth Games tartan that had passed because yep. there, there was no meaning to it anymore apart, it had historical meaning, but but, but nothing else. Right, and it, and it wasn't the nicest.
0: It left something to be desired.
2: So I'm, I'm
1: gonna have to look this one up now. I can't remember it. Oh, oh no, no,
2: it'll, it'll be seared on your paper. glasses. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that would be the kind of couple if he if was talking about, but I wouldn't class him as longevity tartans for us, if you understand yeah. what I mean.
0: Yeah, makes sense. So, one of the things that I love about House of Edgar and, in fairness, about the industry in general is how weirdly respectful. Everybody is, you know, different mills are with each other and that kind of thing. And so just because one mill is coming out with a new tartan or just because they're doing well, it doesn't mean it's coming out of your end. So speak to me about the uh, has it always been this way since you've been in the industry? Um, Has it been that way in your other textile industries or is this something kind of just, you know, that you only really find in Highland wear in Scotland?
2: No, uh, for me, it's 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 textiles. I mean uh, um we have competitors Carn and and, and and uh you know uh, and, and our biggest competitor for instance, um in the borders. But we could quite happily help them out if a machine was broken down and we had a part that we could give them, and vice versa. You know, that it's such a small niche industry. I would actually say specialised, they'll go further than niche. It's a specialized industry that we work in. Um and we we respect each other immensely, you know. We've got a thousand tartans. That's not all the tartans in the world. Locarne will probably have five hundred. You know, somebody else will have X amount. It, so there's room for everyone. And as I say, it, it's it's like anything else. If we would love them to buy more of ours, they they would say the same to you. But you know, but it's it's a level playing field. You know, when we when you put out a part route for for a customer and it could be one of ours and then one of theirs. That customer will pick from either book they like so there's not you know and that's they're buying visually they like the look at that da, da, da. they're not buying that because the house edgar tartan they're not buying that because it's a so we don't fall out about competitiveness some, about some
0: do there are a few customers who are brand loyal one way or another yeah um but that would be the minority though. correct very correct. very
2: small minority i mean yeah i mean but no, I mean, we, we, uh, we, get we, look, we try and get on with everybody. Life's too short, uh, and business is tough enough without falling out with each other, mm. you know. Um, so quite happy to help. You know, I'm sure if we um, had a problem with yarn or they had a problem with yarn, we would help each other out on that as well. Um, the difference is we're, we're not selling the same tartans. You know, yeah. I mean, they have different ones from us, we have different ones from them. Uh, and we progress our businesses in different ways. Uh, w- uh, I mean, a big thing for us now is the, 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 the grey tartans and things like that, which they do hardly any of. You know, the Hebridean collection. Hebridean collection. And they're exactly. doing some tartan tweeds. They're trees doing some tartan tweeds and that. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it, there's no point in everybody paddling the same canoe because all that happens is it becomes a race to the bottom. So, basically, from our point of view, we do our thing, they do their thing. We all respect each other. We all respect each other. You know, uh, and we go and visit each other and we'll have a tea and we'll have a coffee and we'll yep. talk about the industry, you know, and, and how things are. And, and you know, let's face it, if if one of us is suffering, we're all suffering <laughs> because it's because we're in that market. Yeah. So it's the Highland Rail Market is specialised niche because you won't find it in most stores. It's not like selling suits and things like that. Most of, our, most of us share the same customers. Yep. You know, mm. so... <laughs> What's the point in us all falling out about it? It 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 doesn't help. It just gets know. nasty at that it point. It gets nasty, yeah. and you know the Scots are nice
0: people generally. generally. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one has known to a grudge. No, never. Now, was it was it similar in other? I'm going to keep going back and forth to you. Yeah. Are you noticing in your in your newer position a change from what you had seen historically in other industries? Uh, I mean, it,
1: it's like what Bill says. I mean, it is the textile industry is is a very friendly one. A lot of people like Bill and myself have moved around from mill to mill, so we've got close friends in the other mills.
0: It's very cool. um,
1: during the COVID period when we were in lockdown, we were on group chats together and we were on uh, video calls together talking about how we keep our staff safe, what the, what the rules are and how we're responding to them and just sharing information. Um, and that was happening every week. So no, I mean, it's, we don't, <laughs> we are competitors, but we're not competitors first you know we're we're, yeah.
0: we're colleagues in the same industry a rising tide raises all boats yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely to some degree. yeah
2: it does and, and and you know that's exactly it i mean you know if if one else is do, that's what i mean if one else is doing well we're probably all doing quite well yeah. if if, if, uh, if one else is doing badly we're all in that boat as well so <laughs> it doesn't help for and, and nobody wants to see anybody suffering you know no. it's just you, we'd help each other uh, as simon says you know it's not just business to business it's it's person to person but in a small industry, you know a lot of people.
0: Yeah, you and know. you hire a lot of you know, similar yeah. people. Yeah. You are talking you about how you went from... These guys and, yeah, and, you know and Doug fri- works for you guys now. He used to work yeah. for in That's Locking right. Today. Personal
2: friends. Yeah. Uh, you, you develop over years and years and years. And that's why nobody's afraid to lift the telephone and say, look, I've got a bit of a problem with this. Can yeah. you give me a hand? Can you help me out here? And we're not going to go no, and they're not going to go no. They're going to yeah. say, of course, what do you need? If we can you know, <laughs> It'll <that's> cost you. <laughs> well... <laughs> I wasn't going to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, it, it, we're friendly. We're all we all we all like get on well with each other, you know. Um, uh, and we'll, if we'll go to dinners together and things like that, and uh, sit down, and have a beer, and, and, and put the world to rights. Uh,
1: I would say as well, if a customer comes to us and we don't have the capacity or it's not the right product for us, we'll send them to where it is right. You know, we'll we'll help direct them to yeah. it, and, and then they'll do the same. Back I mean yeah, we'll,
2: we'll tell yeah. them that's a Lockhart and Tartan or it's a yep. or you know, we'll say that, you know, it's one of theirs. know oh. um, if we never get that back? I'm just wondering about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do. They t- they, they, the customers do come back and say, oh, look, Arndt, I've said it's one of yours or something."
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's
2: great. It's great. Nice. Yeah, it's it's a nice way to do business and uh, be in your working life.
0: Yeah, if you have to, if you have to be working this much, you know, this many hours of the day. Yeah,
2: you don't want to be stressful. Yeah, you do to be a, miserable. Take away anything you can that's stressful and just make it easy.
0: So what is the the biggest areas of growth that you guys have seen in the marketplace over the last 20 years let's say
2: uh, the fa- I would say the fastest area of growth has been the introduction of the our Hebridean range in the great tartans okay. um, without a doubt um tartan has be- is is um, almost zonal now t- t- to some extent, I mean, zone only like we're, districts, we're different areas? I mean, different parts of the world. I would say actually, and in, in Scotland is one, and sort of everyone else is, is is two, if you like, if you understand. Um, because, uh, and we'll go back to the clan thing. If you want to wear your family's tartan, that's that's fine. It's great, and we do. That's our biggest selling um, range still, as far as the size of the range is concerned. But the the Hebridean range, basically, is, is really where the, that would be looked at now as a fashion tartan. That's where a lot of the youngsters are going. That's in Scotland, though. Uh, still, if you go abroad, people are still looking for the link to their heritage. I think that will start to change soon. Um, it's interesting now, um, and I don't want to get shot by any women watching this, but uh, when guys are go going when they're getting married, when their brides go with them, they're picking the outfit for them. Got it. And basically, they are uh, they are now looking at the fashion side of things. We we do um, the, the we've got two books now of the the the, the, uh, the, the tartans, and um, we have our jackets that sort of complement them. So it's almost like a suit now, but a fashion statement, but still a quality looking kilt. Uh, and that's where a lot of the youngsters are going now. So
0: now, are you talking for rental or for purchase or oh, both? Both, both, okay. absolutely
2: both. Um, but it's 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 the Scottish side definitely is more on that. And we, you know, we do miles of these tartans, and uh, we have certain customers who have their own designs in these tartans, using the grays, uh, a marl mixture yarn, uh, and they'll add a, a, a red stripe or or whatever. It has to be different enough to be yeah. Uh, a, a custom weave for them, um, but they'll put that in their higher range, and they'll have three or four of them maybe now. Whereas, so that would be before it might have been a black watch, a green Douglas, or a Royal Stewart, or something. Now they'll have three different Hebridean ones. They'll still have some traditional, but that traditional range will be watered down on the higher side of things because most people that get married are younger. You know, your your demographic of that is the younger people getting married. So they're looking at this um, more modern look, more cool look, if you like. But I do think that will move across, you know, it just takes that bit longer because, and I can understand people uh, who are in other countries and they've got the heritage and they still want to have the traditional thing. I mean, people who live in Scotland know they're Scots, (coughs) so, you know, they're not, the, 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 they don't look at the traditional thing quite the same, maybe you know um uh, and and that's just what's developed now we still d- we still design traditional tartans as well, and we still design um, um, um custom weaves for different companies uh, different companies and individuals where the guy's getting married. He wants a a shorter run, and basically they'll have a kilt for him. Maybe a kilt for dad. Maybe a kilt for the brother, best man. Uh, And that will become a custom weave for them. So we we still do all these kind of things, but the biggest revolution, if you like, in Highland wear for me has been the introduction of the 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 greys. They have just went ballistic.
0: How has the uh, uh, the I know you did some clan tartans in the Hebridean range. Um, How have those been moving?
2: Yeah, I mean, we've 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 got some, of it, but there's a there's a twist in them. I, mean, I know you, that's that's what I like. You the look item. at you look at the the, the front one on, on the first Hebridean book, and it's black watch, but it's got a grey a grey through it, you know. And, and people open that book and go, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So so what you're, you're capturing their interest right away. Strange, story, I can't name the com- the company, but we were here. We went to see a customer yesterday, and basically soft furnishing. And um, we walked away with, uh, ended up measuring the president, and what I think is the, creative, the creative, creative director, director actually, yeah.
1: for two kilts. Yeah, two very, very cool guys. Out the mm. heavenly
2: You
1: know, totally, nice. totally in, in the, the world of fashion. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they looked through the books, and they went, oh, we've got to have kilts made at ease. This is, this is what we're going to do. So so Bill got out his tape measure, and we we, we did a yeah. measurement, yeah. and, uh, well, yeah, away we go. Time so they'll get their kilts.
2: It's, it's interesting. So they, know, they picked up on the, the new tartan, the textile people. Yeah, yeah. So they picked up on the fact that these are very different.
0: Would you liken that to uh, a variation of a tartan meaning when it went from you know modern to ancient to muted and weathered, or yeah. just it's a completely different animal? Because it's universals.
2: I think when you talk about these <coughs> things, uh, sorry. I sorry, no, When you talk about these things, I think if it's, let's say, it's, uh, take a mcdonald if you've got a mcdonald ancient a mcdonald modern a mcdonald dress and it's still a mcdonald you know they are still in that genre if you like right the the greys they would still be seen as a the, the these tartans would still be seen as a traditional tartan even though they're add-ons and bits and bobs the hebridean range is seen as a modern yeah you know much, much different, much more modern, much more sexy, much more cool. You know, I know I've got a couple of kilts. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, that's how they see it. Um, and uh, so it's it's not the same as being uh, lumped in as just part of the MacDonald clan, part of the, you know, McLeod clan, whatever it is.
1: But, I mean, I've got a couple of kilts, obviously, and I'll probably have a few more in the next while. But, uh, <laughs> um, but I've got a traditional garden, my family's. Uh, I've got a traditional Gordon one, which I got married in and I wear to formal events. I've got a more contemporary kilt if I'm wanting to do something a little bit more fun, you know, and enjoyable. And I've got you know jackets for formal, jackets for so it gives these new trends give the kilts another another way of being, you know, another another look. So it just
2: enriches the whole thing. But guys would would wear this more often, possibly maybe on a Saturday night and things. Not with the whole outfit, kilt, no. uh, pair of socks, boots. Socks rolled down, yeah. you know, sporting on, Swisher. sweater, yeah. you know, looking very, very cool going at the bar. Ladies looking them up and down thinking, this guy's fantastic. You must have that
0: all the time. Oh, it, daily. It's yeah. a nightmare, It's, isn't it's, it's tiring. <laughs> it's I can't a, go from A to B without being, uh, hit on my uh, a you on i women. It's a flaming <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> now, um, what do you think, you know, talking about trends in the industry, what do you think or who do you think are the drivers of the trends? Where do these come from? Is it the mills making things up? <laughs> it has to be. Yeah. It's all, Bill. It's, <laughs> it's, it's he's done everything. No, 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 no.
2: no I think. Um, well, we have two. You have two aspects. If you're looking for something like that that's going into the ranges, it's the mills. They they look and see and they come up with. I mean, let's face it. The gray, the grades could have been think. Somebody might have looked at that and went, "That's not going to go anywhere." But suddenly, you know, so so somebody has to come up with a design. Da 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 we so there's that, but you have these other ones which are custom ones, which are driven by corporate company or an individual family or whoever it might be.
0: Not I'm not talking necessarily about that. Here here's where I'm my where my brain's at. Um in the mid two thousands, the black tartans. Yes, yes. Uh, like yeah. the black shadow tartans. And then you came out with like the weathered tartans right. experienced a huge boom and the gray on gray sort of tartans, you know, the blackout on some of uh, the, the metalwork, you know, the, and yeah. those kind of things, where do those come from?
2: Realistically, they are coming from the designers. Okay. I mean, the designers they sit down with their computer and they come up with ideas. I mean, you know, and your ideas are based on your color palette, realistically, or mm. or uh, because this is the colors I've got. You know, <laughs> this you, is what I got left yeah, in the back. You with. Well, you can you can have any color, but there's we, we have a god we have thousands of colors literally thousands of colors mm-hmm. um in the drawers and so most if you look at a lot of the tartans red base green base blue base you know you're getting <laughs> close to being there everything is black you watch. know uh, yes. everything is black watch with a variation kind of thing you know so somebody just has to think about the box a bit and think well i'm not going to use any of the colors mm. i'm going to use a gray that's going to be the main color and i'm going to throw a, a red stripe across that, and I've got to call that Hebridean fire. You know, right. And suddenly, that looks great, it looks fantastic. So suddenly you get that out of there, and that's the leader, So, you, but, and then it develops for there basically. Uh, you've got Hebridean fire, you've got Hebridean heather, you've got Hebridean ice, you, I mean you've got all kinds of things, Hebridean granite, some of these are specials for some of the customers and some yep. of them are ours. But remember when we started we only had four Hebridean tartans. Mm-hmm. And look where we are now, we've got two books, and I've got customers who do their own ones. And this is over a small time frame. If what you're looking for is a story with a tartan, can you think? Or um, maybe a little bit of mystique with a tartan. Hebridean mm. Islands, you know.
0: American Dream. Uh, yeah.
2: Correct, correct, yep. yeah. Yeah, I woke up this morning thinking exactly that.
1: And you do have to be sensitive with the clan names. You know, yeah, you, can't, totally, yeah, you can't muck totally. around with those because those are very, very personal to people. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, oh, yeah, you don't want to... You don't want to come up with a new variation which, you know, no, nobody's, no. nobody's, n- there's no authenticity t- yeah. to it, you know, so you can't careful. And you don't want to really upset anybody. you, don't yeah. really upset, yeah. you know, yeah. it's,
2: just, it's just not worth the, the grief. Yeah. We have one or two people who are always having an opinion, but, you know, they're entitled to their opinion. I just think Hebra- Hebridean, what, the first thing you say Hebridean, what do you think of? The islands. islands, exactly. Yeah. So success in the name, that is a successful name, because w- w- that's a projection.
1: I was in a design meeting and we were choosing colors and we were looking for a color name for this blue colorway that we were developing. My French country manager looked out the window and he went, we'll call it Scottish Sky. (laughs) So yeah, gray Scottish sky.
0: Nice. I remember you telling me about the, uh, in the Hebridean collection having, you know, everybody kind of gathering around and like making up names for the different tartans and having a good time with it.
2: Yeah, that's what we do. And if you you see that you've got the two books, I've seen them on your shelf. Uh, right next to Lock Arne, which was a bit... In mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll not talk about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but no, you, 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 if you look at all the names in them, they've got certain... I mean, the guy yesterday, one of the ones they chose was Gallus. I and mean, no idea what that means, but uh, you know, explain to him, you know, and, and he's like, oh, great, you know, sort of thing. So they've got Sconish, Scottish connotations in, in the names as well as the name of the range itself, you know. Yeah. Uh, and the, the way it goes, is there's, there's possibly be another you know, I sneak preview, maybe, maybe some more will follow on, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but then you get to a point where you dilute it.
0: Now it's the, the interesting thing to me is, um, uh, a, a company like yourself, like La like, um, who are trying to straddle the line and, and kind of go both directions. And I think successfully, um, to your credit, um, of holding true to tradition and making sure that you are carrying that forward as well as you know, innovating with new designs in order to you know become a little bit more fashionable so that it doesn't die out. How do you guys kind of view that and how do you walk that line? I,
1: I, I think people sometimes think that traditions or heritage about being the same for 200 years. It's, it's not, you know, traditions have to remain relative. They have to, relevant, they have to evolve. They have to have new, you know, for, for tartans to be such a strong part of Scottish culture for, for so many hundreds of years means that they have had to evolve during that time you know and they, they continue to evolve and they will evolve into the future as well so um, and because of that tartan is you know as as relevant today as it's ever been
2: yeah I mean uh, um, as a company if you didn't remain true to that you wouldn't be in business very long because people view that uh, everybody's Thought process on what is a traditional thing, is, is might be slightly different. But some of the tartans that we make have been around for an awful long time, you mm. know, an awful long time, and you you can't play with that. You'll upset somebody, you know, uh, and you could upset a whole clan. crikey they could be coming marching down the glens again. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, and so you stick. There is a tradition um, out there that people still want. Require and I think that'll still go on. But as Simon says, there will be changes, there'll be evolution, um, but you still have to have the tradition. I mean, uh, is, you know, the th- I suppose about the thousand eight hundred are traditional. Mm. You know, and that and there's a reason for that. I mean, that's what com- that's what the company is founded upon. House of Edgar uh, is is uh, is traditional, traditional Scottish tartans. You know that's how we we would sell ourselves. Yeah. But there will always be progression. There has to be. You know, if if that's all we sold, we would be back in the queue now because other people will progress. You know, and the beauty for us is that we we have the manufacturing, we have the designers and everything else, so we can play with other things in house. You don't have to uh, go to, go to market with everything. You can look at it and think. You know, you so see. You, you do a parcel, but with some people, if they don't have the, the, the manufacturing themselves in-house, it's much more difficult for them. But we have that and we can play about bit with things. But tradition will still be the mainstay for an awful long, long before I'm, long after I've gone. But if, if somebody comes
1: and they want the same tartan as their dad or their granddad, they want that tartan. They don't want, you know, the latest variation of it. They want it to look exactly yeah, like that. Yeah. So they're, when they're standing next to them, it looks. You know, it looks right.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, we, I still get phone calls with people asking me how to make a filler bag. You know, so you're not going to get much more traditional than that. <laughs> you know, well, it's a blanket. You will sell you the fabric. You slide it, put it in the ground. You roll yourself up in it, and then away you go. Which is what, <laughs> I, the, which it what, what it was. You tuck yeah. it in. You know, you slept in it. A fella
0: or a bag? A sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry.
2: Sorry, I said bag. Yeah, yeah, sorry. that's the half. Fella yeah, that's half. But you know that that was what they the uh, they did. So you still get people asking, you know, how how do I make that? And you're thinking, well, you're not really wanting to have that, are you? Because that will ridiculous. Look ridiculous as he walked in the aisle.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> you'd be surprised. There's we yeah. sell a lot of great kilts. Yeah. Don't that, know why, but yeah. it's people just want to experience whether it's mm-hmm. you know current day you know tailored kilt mm-hmm. as well as mm-hmm. you know more period looking stuff. Yeah. It's, and I think with the, you know, uh, Outlander and, you know, Braveheart and all those kind of and things, that's right. it's kind yeah. of all brought it into consciousness.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and that, that actually inspires people to buy things. They, 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 they see the romance, you know, realistically, we don't run about the hills in kilts shooting haggis, <laughs> honest to God. we you don't? don't? Uh, well, not this week because we're in America. You're not um, a romance yeah. <laughs> novel cover, shirtless Bill Whelan running around in a great kilt. Uh, no. Claire. <laughs> <Don't know. laughs> uh, not yet anyway but it's an idea <laughs> after you retire that'll be your retirement job <laughs> um, but uh, you know so but that tells you people asking these kind of questions and that uh, there's still, a, there's still a, a requirement or a want for these kind of traditional things mm-hmm. but, but as you say inspired by you know uh, Mel Gibson the, the great Scottish actor, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, <coughs> th- what was the other program you said there? That Outlander. Outlander. If yep. that's not really big, well, I've never actually seen it. We've provided fabric for it, and we've done kilts for them, and all the rest of it, uh, and I've never actually seen it. Um, but it's really big here in the States, I think, isn't yep, it? Yep, yep, yep. So, you know, um, uh, I must watch it, actually, um, and just mm-hmm. get a, get a, a feel for it. But the the stars, they wear the kilts and, and things like that and get the fabric from us and what have you. And the, the last filming they did was in New Zealand, just not that long ago, actually. Um, but, uh, so there is, that inspires people maybe to look at different traditions. There's the tradition of the actual tartan and the tradition of, actually, the different ways to wear that tartan. Mm-hmm. So, if you talk about tradition, there's, I suppose there's different aspects of tradition. You know?
0: Now let's, uh, uh, tradition, as far as what do you think the mindset is? So let's get into mindset a little bit. Um, Why do, you know, what what are the reasons why a Scot would pick a particular tartan or why they would want to wear a kilt um, versus what you've seen as far as the diaspora, whether it's Americans, Australians, Canadians, Germans. um, What are the decision-making processes in that? Where do you sell your tartan? Let's talk a bit about that.
2: Uh, we're we're selling on a global scale, I mean, uh, but you, so you just you kind of go back to the same thing, which was um, you'll have the traditionalists who just want the tartan that is affiliated with their uh, the, their family or the sept,
0: Scottish or, uh, or diaspora
2: or both. Uh, or it Could be both. I yeah. mean, with the Irish tartans that we do and things like that as well, you know. Um, but the, the the Scots basically, w- I think now. Because if, as I was on saying before, the Scots all wear a lot of the Great tartans and things like that, so the traditional mindset is maybe not quite as strong. The diaspora is uh, is a fantastic thing, but you know that the Scots and Irish all over the world. I mean, that's why we introduced the Irish range. Um, but they are probably looking for more the Scots because the the Irish range is by uh, district, but the Scots is by clan, um, and a lot of them are very proud. They may. They may might be fifth, sixth generation, seventh generation living abroad, but they're still proud that they're a McLeod or whatever they might be. You know, and they have, they have this right to, to wear that kilt. But realistically, anyone can wear a kilt. You know, yeah. if you want to be traditional and you want to do this, that, and the next thing with it, that's fine. But don't be inhibited by the fact that you don't have a certain name that you can't actually wear a kilt. That's not the fact. That, that's not the case. Anyone can wear a kilt. It's a lovely, it's it's the most comfortable garment you'll wear, in my opinion. But you know, it is. I mean, I love wearing my kilt. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, you just have these um, different areas with different reasons to wear the kilt.
1: But you, you could get a young Chinese fashion blogger and, you know, you will get them who are wearing a kilt. They're not, they've not got a clan association necessarily, probably not. Um, but they're wearing a kilt and they've chosen to the design this because they like the design. And there's nothing wrong with that, no, you know. It's not perfectly not. okay. Whatever your reasons are, if you want to be associated with your clan, if you want to be associated with your Scottish heritage, um, one of the gentlemen was choosing his father's first name, his as, father's his first f- name. As, as a name yeah. he wanted to pick
2: up. In any way, his mum, because he says you never know who your father is actually. But you know your mum. <laughs> <laughs> that um, was his comment, not mine. So,
1: you know, whatever your reason is, it's, it's fine. You know, th- there's there's traditions and there's there's there's. Yeah. But you don't have to better. have
2: a reason to wear a tartan <clears throat> now, apart from the fact that you like the tartan and you like wearing it. Yeah. It's very simple.
0: <clears throat> something you just said uh, jogged something. Um, one, one comment I've seen weirdly like a few times recently that I've never heard before um, was exactly what you just said. Um, and the, the Scots would wear their, their mother's tartan not your father's tartan because in one of the guys joke like because you always know who your mom is you don't know who your dad is. Is there any truth to that? Would you wear your father's tartan like 98% of the time or do you just pick the one you like better? Uh, if
2: you were going traditional, they would look, it would be your, your mum's side of the family for that. The, the reasoning may be completely nonsense. I have no idea what that... But people say <laughs> it's that. A bit, it's it's a, bit a bit of a it's joke. It's a bit yeah. of a joke.
0: Yeah. But he, so if, I'm, if my mom is a you know, Lindsay and my dad's a Gordon and my dad wears the Gordon tartan, when I am born and choose my kilt, I'm going to choose Lindsay or I'm going to choose Gordon? No, you choose the one you like. Okay.
2: Yeah. That's it. I mean, there's get no. To. Get two.
0: Get two. That's the. Other. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's a <laughs> I like that. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, get a Lindsay Gordon. There yeah, you yep. <laughs> Three. Um, but no, I mean, there's, you, can, you can wear what you want. I mean, it's, it's, uh, people it get tied <laughs> up in this fallacy that you have to have a clan. It,
1: no, you don't. It's difficult to trace this back to the origins. Because if you think about the origins, you know, your clan would have been your extended family over that whole area. So, the chances are you were marrying somebody in the same clan most of the time. Right. You know, so it wasn't really a, a topic. So, um, But I think, yeah, that, that, that joke's, I think I helped perpetuate that joke as well, to be <laughs> honest with you. But it's, I have no idea if it's. Uh, no, I think it's. Uh, it's, uh, it's not a. It's, it's not just a, it's not one of a these
2: role. things. It's, there's no, there is no hard and fast rule. Yeah. There's no hard and fast rule.
0: So, if you were, so either is fine. Um, would, it, would it be common for somebody named Gordon to be wearing a non Gordon tartan and saying, that's my tartan.
2: More so in Scotland, though, right? Because um, uh, um, they'll they wear just whatever they like. But sorry, when you go abroad, they want to have. If he was a Gordon, they would want to have a, probably a Gordon tartan. You know, it, it's a bigger percentage, saying it that way, because they just want to keep to hold the heritage more. They're more. There's no patriot like an expatriate. You know, yep. and that's true. You know, people. They, they. Whether they actually are first generation or second or third or fourth when they come to Scotland and visit it's a, it's a homecoming of some kind you know they feel that you know I, I believe that anyway you know
1: I think that it's nice if you can find an emotional connection to, to what you're gonna wear you know because it is something you're gonna wear you know it's not like choosing a shirt that you're gonna wear for a year and then you're gonna get another mm-hmm. one you know it's something you're gonna you're gonna have for yeah. a long long time um, but it doesn't matter what that connection is you know, it's, as long as it's a connection for you, that's important. It's an American dream. Mm-hmm. American dream, fantastic. You mm-hmm. know, you can feel proud of that. And that's what it's about. It's not about, you know, oh, I'm going to follow this rule because this was written in the 17th century that you must do this.
2: It's about,
0: well, what's going to connect you?
2: I mean, who made up the rule? Probably a very smart man that was selling tartan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Most likely, yes.
2: I don't know who it was. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. it. was Bill when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> tartan wasn't around when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So speaking of tartan, the and you know the international community. What do you think? Um, uh, putting you on the spot a little bit, just just a guess. I'm assuming you don't have hard data in your brain. Um, how much tartan do you think you sell to Scots in Scotland for Scottish usage versus to Americans, Canadians, the rest of the diaspora, the
2: rest, the rest of the world basically? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scotland's still the biggest market. Without a doubt, I mean we've got some. some it's interesting. Some of the the bigger uh, companies have really seen some huge growth recently. I mean, I mean, huge growth. Um, but but also we see growth across the diaspora. Um, but I would probably say, I would say maybe eighty twenty uh, in, in Scotland's favour. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, that I don't have the figures in my head, but yeah. I mean, what we're doing cut length every single day, every single day. Now, some will go to kilts and some will go as just as fabric. But the number of orders that go out the door are, are predominantly going to Scottish companies for various reasons. Uh, and then uh, because, e- and you can track that because a lot of the overseas companies will have consolidations. So they'll ship once a week. Yeah. So you can actually say, well OK, there's 15 cuts in there, or there's 15 kilts in your case, or something like that. Rocky. But if you take that over a week and then you put, put the other ones in there as well, you know, there'll be a, a, a number. But, the, but the, I, can, I look at the emails every morning. I go in and I can see Edgar's like, that's just the Edgar's, right? And that's orders on kilts or Fabric or whatever. So no. the majority of that will be Scottish companies.
0: What percentage of your, just to you know, tease out the numbers a bit, what percentage of your companies, you know, your, your customers, like USA Kilts is a customer, mm-hmm. what percentage of your customers are Scottish companies versus you know, American, Canadian, Australian.
2: Yeah, well. Uh,
0: is that an 80-20 split as well?
2: Um, percentage of customers in Scotland is against, no, I'd have to really think about that one actually. Okay. Because we're global, there's a lot of companies all, I mean Australia, New Zealand, Canada, yeah. as I say, Germany, America, uh, all over uh,
0: France, May just be like a, an Irish shop in the middle of Ohio may just be buying scarves, Correct. Versus kilts, and, 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 and
2: it's not all. Just what I was going to say. It's not all about kilts or just fabric. They could be buying ties. They could be buying scarves. They could be buying um, Commonwealth Games hats. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, so the, the accessory type things could be flashes, just have a wally flashes and things like that so um it'd be hard to work Uh, you'd really have to look at that but uh, as a percentage that would be hard to to say without really giving it a bit of thought that i have to say
0: and what what percentage of your and this may you may not be able to answer this what percentage of your customers do you think are buying scottish customer uh, mccalls or somebody like that is buying a kilt from you or material from you and then shipping it off to an australian gent or to a german guy or whatever
2: there's definitely um i mean i've got Customers in England, that are, they 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 get, uh, and especially in London, uh, and, and they'll get people coming from the states, Australia, New Zealand, and everything. When they're visiting on holiday, and they'll go in, and he does it by appointment only. That's all. You can't you can't walk in his door. He has an appointment, and you get the full treatment when you go in there. It's a, it's really really uh, great at what he does. So let's say the best man, and, the, and let's say to the guys I've crossed in London for a the guy's getting married, maybe it's the big stag or something like that, you know? And they've got some money, they have to have some money uh, to go here, um, but they get the full treatment. You go in, they sit on the couch, they get a glass of wine, the guys, well this guy's getting completely measured up and they're not walking out with anything, this is the measuring process. You know, they're getting uh, food, et etc. Et and then he does all that, so. Uh, there's various um, um, different aspects of that, so I forgotten your original question there. So, what do you think is leaving, leaving Scotland, Scotland versus right, staying right. in Scotland? So he does a lot abroad. I know that for a fact because um, uh, we do all these kilts, and he will tell us, "I need that." Then, because the guy's flying out at this point in time, and what have you not, uh, and uh, and what have you. So, um, but leaving Scotland, uh, they wouldn't tell us that. But at the, but because of websites now, I, th- I suspect there'll be a, a, a fair amount. Some of the bigger companies. I would actually say probably less because I think most of their things are going to the higher ranges right. uh, when they'll buy bolts and bolts of fabric and, and things like that or we'll make up bolts and bolts of fabric worth of kilts. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's there'll be a percentage. I would think it might be some in the region of 20% or something like that will go abroad from all of the companies in Scotland right. as, a, as a group. Okay. 15 to 20. Okay. The, mo- so the majority will be in Scotland where the guys are walking in getting measured for their wedding and things like that.
0: So of the of the eighty percent, maybe another ten fifteen percent. If we're taking twenty percent off of the yeah, yeah. It, it so I'm, lot, I'm yeah. trying to work Easy, out what's yeah, yeah. yeah, the could, international market for yeah. kilts yeah, yeah. versus Scottish well, there's a
2: bigger a bigger inter, a big international <coughs> market for kilts, but that's kilts and things that are coming out to Scottish customers. But you, when you are based in the USA or you're based in Germany or you're based in France, all you guys are doing your own thing. Yeah. You know the. Um, so it's really, uh, uh, that's a separate market. If we're talking about the guys in Scotland that are sending out finished goods to somebody because they've went, I mean, it doesn't make sense, as you said, You got, if, if you if, if you live in America, why would they not come to you? Why would they go and speak to McCalls or something like that? It's bonkers. And is that be- but then we we'll go back to the traditional thing. Is that because they see if it's made in Scotland, it's more traditional or, you know, I don't know. Who knows? That could be the mindset. Um, but, you know the stuff that gets sent abroad as a finished garment that's what i would say roughly ballparky you know but it's that's a guess i have nothing i have nothing to actually say that i could tick the box on that one
0: uh bill in your in your tenure at house of edgar you've seen uh and you simon tangentially maybe if you're aware in the industry you've seen several mills change hands in the last 10 years, including, you know, you know, Locke Herons has sold, Dog Leash has sold, Strathmore has sold, um, you know, now House Vigor Vigor, the brand new owner. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Is this going to rejuvenate the industry or is it a bad signal?
2: No, I think it rejuvenates industry. I mean, uh, um, everything can go stale after a while, you know, because it's what, A lot of people, what we would call in the borders, the I-been factor. So what they're saying is it's always been that way. So why would you change it? Well, sometimes you have to change things. If you stand still in any industry, it doesn't matter what it is, you'll go backwards, actually. Um, So sometimes uh, uh, um, you need change, and and I think change is not a bad thing at all. I think it's a good thing Uh, if it's the right change. And and, 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 uh, If you look at the companies, uh, these have been generally old family companies. And what's happened is, and, and you're right, it's, it's, it's over a short period of time in real terms. Um, but the generations that took over these companies many years ago don't have a succession plan. Do their kids want it to run the company or, or is there no succession there? So the alternative alternative is, of course, to, to, to sell it to someone else. Yep. You know. I think the
1: important thing is that the new owners <coughs> have to be respectful. They have to be respectful of what's been created and the traditions that are there, if they come in with an attitude of, you know, we're going to change this and we're going to bring it up into the, I, I don't think that's the right approach. I don't think that's the right feel to come into an organization. I mean, the McNaughton, you know, company has been in the same family for seven generations. That's incredible. You know, for one company doing essentially, you know, the same thing for 240 years, yeah. you know, you've got to respect that. That's incredible. Um, so, you know, why would you come in and say, oh, I can do it better? Of course, I can't do it better. I've been in two months. They've been in two hundred and forty years,
2: you know. So, personally, uh. not Bill. Bill. (laughs) His first job (laughs) was shearing the sheep. I was the sheep. (laughs) 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 But it's no, it's right. I mean, it's uh, change is a good thing. You know, you need change sometimes. You know, Uh, uh, you can't change every day because it just disrupts everything. But you need change, Uh, uh, and uh, I I agree with entirely what Simon's saying. You know, there is a history. In all of these companies, you know they might know we're all 240 years old, but there's old, you know there's, there's old companies there, uh, and they have developed and survived. Remember, through all kinds of things, wars and famines and bank crashes, and all these kind of things. There's a reason for that, you know, um, and I think they didn't just do it through luck. So they've got uh, something about them that makes them survive, want to survive, and when you get the chains people have to come in and think the same way i think that you know but we're not surviving we're, we're we're progressing you know we survived all these bad times but this is a good time let's let's you know take it to the next level um and sometimes um tradition can get in the way a wee bit you know
1: yeah i used to say this, you know you don't survive 240 years by not changing you know the reason why you know we had hundreds of mills in scotland the ones that are there are the ones that changed most successfully over that time. They're not ones that didn't change, you know, so it has to be part of that as mm-hmm. well. you know. Yeah, it's an
2: evolution. That's what it is, it's an evolution. No, if, if, if we didn't introduce the, 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 the Hebridean range, I mean, would we have introduced, we wouldn't have introduced the, the, the certain jackets and things like that, because they went with that. So, I mean, would we be here still if all we had done was stick with the tartans that were traditional all these years? I don't know, that's a very good question. Possibly not. But we've evolved through not just the Hebridean range, but there's been other ranges. We've brought in other products and things like that, and that's how you grow, and that's, you know, that, that's, that's, that's business in any business. The, the, the Highlandware market is a niche market, but it's not any different from a actual how you run a business.
0: Now, the one thing I've noticed is that um, several of the companies in the Highlandware market have other sources of income, shall we say. So, like martin mills has you know school suitwear suit wear type of fabrics as well as tartans you guys have the aisle mill with the soft furnishings um is this a sign of weakness or niche nichiness of this market is it just a smart business move to diversify how do you guys see that uh, either yeah uh,
2: uh, uh, no, i mean for me it's uh, well it's just diversification basically i mean you know every <laughs> Marks and Spencer started in a stall, you know, pushing it around London. So he diversified into a building, and then, you know, so you you diversify your company. You look at I mean, you've got certain products here that can go into different markets. You know, tartan is not just for kilts. Tartan could be for the fashion industry with tartan jackets, skirts for the ladies, or shirts for the guys, all kinds of things. So that's a diversification in its own right know where, where it's all going so but but not every um weight of tartan would be suitable for p- specific other garments so the diversification there is we can still use that design we just use a different weight of cloth perhaps and and, and it's things like that you know we do we're diversifying in uh, well not diversifying we're increasing that we're growing in it but in the soft furnishing side of the business we're seeing a lot more demand for throws for in things like that and we're putting in a new ranges of throws and things like that as well. Uh, textiles is textiles. Um, this is niche, but it still needs to be looked at and where are we going next with that. You, know, y- you can't still be doing what we did 200 years ago.
0: Yep, you can't stop.
2: You can't yep. stop. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, uh, we don't, we're not starting with, we've got some looms, let's put something in them. You know, it's, much more, it's much more, well, what, what are the skills we've got? What are we good at? You know, tartan will have originally gone into home interiors because it was a fantastic performance fabric. I mean, this is really good quality, uh, long-lasting cloth. And then you bring with that the know-how of how to make that wonderful, long-lasting cloth. And when when the fashion trend moves away from, you know, your sofa being tartan and it goes into your sofa being grey, that knowledge of how to make extremely good, long-lasting cloth is still built in there. But also an understanding of, well, how do you combine colors? because, you know, Tartans, you know, yeah. they, they do need design, and they do need to, to work together. So, you know, it's based on some core skills, which, generally speaking, grew out of Tartan wear, you know, grew out of Highland wear, um, grew out of tweeds, you know, the traditional Scottish uh, base fabrics, um, but are relevant as you go into these other segments.
2: But, but there's also the technology aspect of it, which is, Many years ago, it would be a hand loom. Somebody would be in their bothy, away up in the highlands, with a, with a hand loom in there, and they would go and make tartan. And that's all they would do. They would probably do the same thing over and over and over again. But then as technology came along and starts to change, it gives you more opportunity to do different things. You know, just what we talked about with the, the shuttle looms going to a rapier loom, you know, change that up. Years ago, you, you never really got tartan with a tuck-in salvage on it. Because tuck-in were not good enough to be on, a, to be on the edge of your kill. You know, the quality would be really scalloped. Yes. But as technology became better and better and better, you know, um, we can now produce the traditional, which is as good as a tuck-in, which is really good as well, because it's the technology has taken it that <coughs> bit further. So the doors open in certain different areas of the business for you to actually go through, and it's what you take through that door with you that, that you can develop you know so it's just really looking about there's no point in being second pony through the, uh, across the fence you know you want to be f- you want to be the leader you know uh, it's like design work if, so, if you're looking at on a computer somebody's already designed it so <laughs> you, you want to th- come away for that and it's the same kind of thing but so you want to be thinking this is the this is what I've got this is the Simon said is right uh, the, the skill factor I mean, uh, 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 the people that do the design work and can make the looms work and can, can get these things to do different things that maybe the guy that your competition can't get because he's not got that kind of loom or, or you know, we've got the jacquard capabilities and things like this. Uh, and so you, 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 all, you play to your strengths, but then you have to understand your strengths. Yep. And once you understand your strengths, <coughs> that opens up a lot of uh, p- potential things for you.
0: Now, the one thing that the... Uh, the pandemic definitely highlighted for us, and I'm sure you guys as well, and a lot of people around the world, is the weaknesses in supply chain issues and things like that. So what do you think, you know, in, in the spirit of that, what do you think is the, the, the Achilles heel of the industry? What is the biggest threat to the industry, whether it is supply chain issues or something else?
2: Yeah, it, well, supply chain issues is always good because you can't control that that's somebody else, as, as soon as you, the, mo- the more different parts of the industry you deal with for supply chain, like yarn or dyeing or finishing or whatever it is, you're, you're in that chain the same as everybody else, you're as strong as the weakest link in that chain. If, if, if the yarn dyer goes bust tomorrow, we've got a problem, you know, uh, if the finisher decides they're not doing your stuff anymore tomorrow, got, we've got a problem. And when you talked about the companies uh, working together, as we do, that that to some extent will certainly include the Scottish companies that in the supply chains. They're 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 key. So we look at that now. The ones that are more difficult to to control are your yarn suppliers, you know, because they come from different parts of the world, and we buy it through uh, agents and things like that. But as far as the dyeing and finishing and all these kind of things, they're all, they're all part of the, f- the textile family. You know, Not just us that need them, our competitors need them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you may look at that and say, oh, look, the, the finisher's in trouble here, so what would you do? You'd probably go to the sort of four big players and say, look, we're gonna have to sort of take 25% of each of this uh, and put somebody in to run it or s- look, I'm just throwing these out there, yeah, yeah. but that's the kind of, because otherwise, you'd have to send everything down england to, to get finished and back i mean that's cost it's you know time and it's, it's time amazing. and it's also remember the finishers and dyers and that have a skill factor that you've been dealing with for years and years and years now if you develop that same shade and remember we've got thousands of them develop that same shade with another dyer starting at the beginning for every shade forget it
1: forget yeah. it and i think you know that's what i would highlight is whether it's in our mill or somebody else's mill that's part of the supply chain, it's skills. You know, it is so hard. Can't stress that enough. I mean, it used to be very easy to get somebody to start as a, an apprentice and be there in 40 years' time. You know, that's not so common anymore. But a lot of these jobs, and it could be reliant on one or two people who are the only people who can do that job in your mill. Those jobs takes five, ten years to, to get up to full speed. So if you've got people that are starting to... You know, change job every two or three years, then you've got a problem. So I mean, it is keeping the skills alive, keeping the training going, making sure you've always got a pipeline going through the next generation. But as I say, it's not just in your mill, it's in all the mills that are involved in your supply chain as well. So skills, skills are absolute. I mean, people would not believe how much goes into that kilt that you're wearing, you know, in every single stage of the process.
2: But but these are not things (coughs) that are lost on us. I mean, we think about all these things all the time. (laughs) I mean, it's
0: <laughs> worry about <laughs> is it <the Yeah>, better <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: i had black hair last week yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know it's it's like you have to be aware and you know and, and so that's why we have close relationships with everybody you know um and, and you know we dye our fabric in scotland we, we weave it in scotland we finish it in scotland we can wave the scottish flag but we need a, these other companies in scotland not not necessarily weavers or anything like that but the. But these supply lines of dyeing and finishing especially and yacht, whether that's yarn dyeing or piece dyeing or whatever it might be. Um, to be as strong as we are, you know, they have to they have to be there.
0: Yeah. Now, is there is there an interest from people coming out of school? Is there I don't know if you guys have uh, we have a vocational technical schools or vote tech schools where you learn a trade versus going to college kind of thing. Um, is there a pipeline of people coming up who want to get into the textile industry, or is it just a? Is the is your are your employees aging, so to speak, as far as an average age? Uh,
2: I think with it, um, there's been a it's it's an interesting question because for me, there's been a, a generation leap, um, between when I was younger, many many moons ago, and um, there was a generation gap because. Let's face it. Textiles has never been looked at as a really sexy industry. You know, and IT came along, and electronics came along, and all these kind of things. Where kids coming out of school are thinking, they make more money doing that. Yeah, I can that. make a lot more money doing that. I can sit in front of a computer. Most of them have never seen the inside of a mill. That doesn't mean to say a mill's a bad thing. We're very proud of our mill. We'll take anybody there and show them anytime But there was a bit of a, there was a period there, especially in Scotland, because. The Borders was really the heartland of, of Scottish textiles for a long time. I mean, any of the Scottish border towns had mm. mills. He's from the Borders, so he's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very, very biased <laughs> on that, yeah. But you could literally throw not throw a stone in a town with in a, a, a mill of some kind. Yeah. It could have been a spinner, it could have been the finishers, it could have been a weaver, it could have been whatever. Um, but um, to answer your question, I suppose now there's less. It's that there's a generation I'll skip there it's still not viewed as a sexy industry but you still can get people into the industry as far as the designers and that are concerned they can go to the college for four or five years and learn to be designers and come out but as far as getting people like tuners and things like that you have to train them yourself so Mm -hmm. you so you have to bring a kid in as a an apprenticeship basically Mm -hmm. and train him over five years um and that's not easy.
1: Yeah. And they'll do one job in the mill and they'll do that for a couple of years. They'll become good at that and then they'll pick up some more skills and they move to another job and they move to another job. You know, so they've got a whole career uh, there. I mean, when I walk around our mill, when I walk around the kelp-making cult, uh, factory, I see, you know, there's, there's not an ageing workforce generally. I think there was a time where nobody was training new people. The industry was contracting. We're, we're well past that now. So we've got new young people coming in. And the nice thing is, when you bring a young person into a, 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 a mill or a factory where they can make something, they really like it. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, it, there's nothing better than making something and going home at the end of the day and saying, you know, I, I've, I've made this, I've, it's something I'm proud of. You know, it's they're not, they're not stacking boxes in a, in, a, in a warehouse. You know, they're, they're doing something which they know is going to be something that's loved and passed on. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, I, as Bill says, people don't necessarily know what's involved, but once you can get them through the door, yeah, they'll, they'll generally stay.
2: Yeah, uh, and people are, will come back because it's interesting. The more interesting you can make textiles, and that can be in the design work or the, you know, the, the different garments that come out of that and things like that, the more people get interested in it. And the more interested they become, the more they might want to join it. You know, so it, it's a progression thing. But yeah, Simon says. I mean, we we've got a, a pretty good demographic, uh, age-wise. Uh, there's a few oldies in there, apparently. <laughs> apparently <my> allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's 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 it's there's not a a concern that the industry's going to die out in the next 10 years because there's nobody there. That's not yeah. going to be the case. Yeah. You know?
0: But there is a resurgence of people wanting to care, wanting to craft things, well, wanting to the, get their the, hands dirty it, it, a bit. It, people
2: are coming back. Uh, yeah. I think working with your hands is very different from typing on a computer. But that's that's my opinion. No, that's not a criticism of anybody wants to type on a computer all day. Or yeah. work in a bank or whatever it might be. That's, listen, that's their thing. That's great. That's what everybody's saying. We can't all be one thing. We all have to have different ideas, different enjoyments, different dreams, different the way you do things. And, and that's good. That's positive. You know?
0: Variety is the spice of life.
2: Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: So... What is we will we will end with this question? What is the future of House of Edgar and mcnaughton's in general? But where where are we going? What are we trying to accomplish? World domination, I know. But well, we're
2: all getting a white cat next week, so that's got to be the start. So we can sort of you know James Bond style,
0: hairless cat or white. <laughs> you want to get the hair on the fabric? Uh, <laughs> we've got to use that. We've got to weave it.
2: <laughs> we'll have a lot of hairless cats. <laughs> um, Listen, the future's bright. It's as simple as that. I mean, you know, we, uh, we're we taking market. Uh, uh, the Highlander market's an interesting market because um, there's not going to be thousands of shops opening up every year that do Highland wear. It's yeah. as simple as that. Now
0: Hopefully not. Uh,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From um, my perspective. From your perspective, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, so the market share is the market share. However, if you perform and uh, and you produce, if it's quality, delivery, and price, you get these things right, your customers will stick with
0: you. And service, hey. product delivery.
2: Uh-huh, product delivery, yeah, exactly that. So that's the three things. And if you can get that right, your customers will stick with you. If your competitors do not get that right, there's an opportunity to pick up some of that business there. So, you know, uh, people buy for people. You know, they do. Uh, although, you know, I, I just believe that's the case. and if you get the relationship and all the rest of it and you give the service and things like that, there's lots of, d- you are only start, not every, every relationship starts off with the one product. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's where you take it after that. And you get that by speaking to each other, you know, this might seem a little bit off the wall, but what do you think of that? And you know, hell, we've done that, and, and, and you know, and, and, and things are successful and some might think, mm, that's a bit crazy, but heck. You know, so these, but that's how things develop. If somebody sits in an office on their own, just with a computer in front of them, they won't develop much over a period of time because the the thought process will be the same. They'll go down the same th- road of thought process every time. You need people to talk to each other to come up with zany, outside crazy ideas. ideas outside. you know designs, the whole thing, can you do this, can you do that, can you do the next thing, you know, um, I mean, we came up with, we, we did the, I mean, uh, it's a fun thing, but we did it, and and we did the, the, the lion rampant kilts and things like that, so I've got a gold lion rampant kilt that I wear to the rugby, okay, my wife walks about ten paces behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why! <laughs> so, but you know, I don't mind sp- spilling a beer or something on it, so that's not one that I would, you know, wear that with. Your Scotland, um, um, what do you call fleece or fleece or something like that, and your your boots on and all the rest. Of it and you go there and as I say, she's ten paces behind me and I wait till she catches up so she can go and buy me a beer because yeah. you know, I'm not going <laughs> to the bar myself uh, and and things like that. These are zany ideas. It's not a huge business, but it's business. But it, you know, and it's things like that
0: that lead to the next thing,
2: the saltire kilt. Yeah. Which was massive business. Huge. We were, we were weaving 10 bolts at a time, and when that bo- 10 bolts finished, we wove another 10 bolts, and another 10 bolts, you know. Uh, and it just went on forever, you know. Uh, I mean, these things have their day. Their, life span, uh, and their, their and lifespan. And their lifespan's sort of petering out now, but it's still happening. Not to that level, but it was huge, absolutely huge. Um, a simple idea, you know, very simple idea. Get the kilt, but th- but th- it, it looks a simple idea. It looks a simple thing to do. But you see the design work in that. Because that's an eight-yard piece of fabric laid out. And each little section to make up the white flag has to progress. Has down. To progress. It's, 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 it's like a punch card, basically, but done in design. So they have to work out where that little white mark goes, that little white mark goes. that. Little. So when they put the pleats together, it creates the salt tire. When you walk, when that when these pleats open up, you're still seeing it. You know, it's 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 yeah. fant- it's a fantastic. I would say a fantastic feat of in of design engineering.
0: Yes, I agree. It's that's a, what I would say. A mobile, a moving yeah. piece of art. Yeah, and,
2: and, and it looks simple, but it is far from it. Yeah. But yeah. and that's the kind of thing, you know, a bit zany, but hell, probably bought his house in Spain on it. <laughs> you know seriously I mean you know yep. I mean, yeah uh, and, uh, and so you never know there's no crazy ideas there's just ideas that might not work out you know yep and, and that's what I think you know it, it
1: times are changing you know, you know faster and faster you know the world is just moving on and is and coming into our you know is, is moving on in our industry faster and faster as well but not everything has to change you know, this is a this is a business. This is a a, a look that is built on tradition. So, and that's going to be the case going forward. You know, we have the basic process of weaving will be almost exactly the same, but faster than it was 200 years ago. You know, the process of making a kil is you know <laughs> is is <laughs> is is also you know the same process essentially yeah. as it as it as it always was. So. The, that foundation of what is the heritage, what is the tradition, well how, is, how is this supposed to do, will always be there. And there will also be ways that it will be improved and when the technology makes it better, yeah. that's when the technology comes in. But if the technology is just to, to make it cheaper, faster, that, that's not right for, for, for us, mm-hmm. you know? This is about, well, how can we make as good a product as you'd get for, our, for your grandfather?
2: I mean, years ago, even in, in, we talked about the, uh, the the industry as a whole the 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 uh, service industry that you need to have behind you and all the rest of it. i mean years ago i mean we 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 vat dye yarns now i mean the clans basically the colors came from the flora and fauna. it was round about the areas they lived so basically if we were still crushing plants to make the, you know we wouldn't have moved on with nothing so it develops in every area, you know what I mean? And, uh, and you, you just have to keep moving forward. And, 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 and as I say, there's no daft ideas. There's, there's any ideas, there's just no daft ideas.
0: Fair. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for stopping by to see me. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Thanks, Rocky. Mr. Bill, Mr. Simon, thank it was it was thank lovely you. My meeting pleasure, you. Look my forward pleasure. to seeing you in
2: Scotland. Very good. Yeah, yeah, we do. W- will you wear your count? I do. Should we wear our counts?
0: It'd be nice, would, it be nice? It would have been nice to wear it today too. Yeah, next time. Absolutely. <laughs> very good. Thank you very much. Not a problem. Until next time, boys and girls, it's Thanks for joining us. The intro music for Tartan Talk is Irish Coffee by Giorgio De Campo. If you want to get social with other kilt enthusiasts, go check out the Kilts & Culture group over on Facebook. You can find USA Kilts on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or over at our website, USAKilts.com. If you like the show, it would really mean a lot to us if you left a rating, since it helps new people find our show. Thanks again for joining us, and until next time, Slanjava.